so some of our friends asked us out. That's Neely and Troy. When I say friends, that's our only couple friends that ask us out. And now that I think about it, the last invite we had, 2010. It was 2010. Wyland had graduated into the Huggies that you pulled up. And I was trying to potty train them. And they had these um, little cold packs in them so that when you tinkled, they would make you cold. I guess so you'd want to take them off. Not so smart on a hot summer day. <laughs> but neither here nor there. So we were invited to this pool party. And I thought, well, these will be just fine. So we went ahead and went ready to go. I needed to use the restroom. I went in. My hands were a little dry, so I borrowed some lotion, and I went back out to the party. And I looked, and there was my son, and underneath him were these droplets of, like, gel. You know those, um, like, the inside of a cold pack that, when you take it out, it's got these little balls of gel? Well, I didn't understand what was happening, he was looking at me with the cutest little look on his face. He was, what, two? <laughs> and I was trying to trying to not draw attention, but I couldn't help myself because his diaper was exploding. And when I went to him, I reached out and I looked at my hands and they were striped orange. I guess the lotion I had borrowed was self-tanning lotion and it was starting to activate just as we got to the pool. Not so good. And the diaper that was exploding, that was that gel stuff coming out. That was the last invitation we had. And that was 12 years ago. I'm starting to realize why. I do. I really realize why now. So I wanted to be prepared for this evening out. So what I did was... Uh, I got my sweater, my long johns, uh, my crutches, because that's a that's another issue I'll get to in a second. But I wanted to be prepared. Now that makes me think, how do you prepare for this illness? Nothing can prepare you. But you can do all you can to make it better, more manageable. Now I was walking just fine on Thursday. I had my mat appointment on Friday. Something's happened. I have no earthly idea what's happened. I'm back on crutches reluctantly, and I am trying to accept it, which is not easy for me, but it's a lot easier trying to walk around with uh, crutches than it is trying to motivate hobbling like I was. So it looks a little better, and I'm trying, you know. My question is how many doctors do you consult? How many misdiagnoses do you have to get? Now, I did. I contacted the doctor that the show House was created on. Now, she, that's right, she isn't taking any new patients at the moment. Now, if you hear anything, that's my son in the background. He's walking around. But she's not taking any new patients at the moment. I was directed to a fine group of doctors for $15,000, insurance not accepted, and they were going to give me the full house treatment. That's right, for $15,000.
They were going to come in and house me up. They were going to fix everything for me. Now, there was another doctor I found because I kind of passed on the $15,000 docs. But I found this other doctor and he specializes. He's taken the past 30 years and dedicated himself to treating EDS patients. He's British. I got to speak to him. He sounded absolutely lovely. He uh, came out of retirement to help educate EDS patients. And I thought to myself, well, I need to go see him. I think it's like $700 and he'll decide if I need to come see him in person or he can do a teleport. A te- he can teleport. <laughs> he can do a televisit with me. So that's that's kind of the direction I was heading, but I was speaking with him. And I said, you know, what will you help me? Now, this doctor, by the way, he was featured in that Hulu documentary about opioids. Apparently, he's all for them. <laughs> and he's part of the, I'm not laughing because there's an epidemic. I'm just laughing because this is, these are who the people I find. But apparently, he's all for the opioids, but maybe not so much now. I'm not really sure where he stands. We didn't get into that conversation, but I got to talk to him. And that was a delight. I think it was Alex Spanos. I'm not really sure. He's down in Carolina. And I'm still, I've got the paperwork. I just need to decide if I, I need to go see him or not. But my question is, he, he's going to help tell the doctors what's wrong with me so I can explain. I've had no problems explaining to the doctors what's wrong. My problem is the doctors not accepting my explanation. They just want to give me pills and medication and 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 that's the same thing, pills, medication, or, or possible shots or surgeries or physical therapy. They don't listen, at least the ones I've had. And if you have one, more power to you. But I liked this doctor. I liked his accent. And I don't have one, but he has a very nice British. I won't even attempt to do it. But he... We, Virginians, we don't have an accent, but he has this really nice accent. So I thought, well, let me tell him what I'm doing. And when I brought up my fascia, I tell you what, he was delighted com- just to no avail. I mean, it was like he wanted to know everything I was doing. This doctor who's come out of retirement to treat me <laughs> and everybody else is going to pay him $700 or however much he's going to charge but he's come out of retirement. And I think that's so daggone cool. And I do. I want to go see him. But when he listened to me talk about what I was doing with my fascia, he said, you're going down the right path. I'd love to talk with you. Well, of course, that's $700. But if you want to talk to me for free, that'll work too. But he wanted to, to tell me that the answers were in my fascia and that he would work with me to see if there was anything else he could help me do. So I question if I need to go to this appointment or not. I haven't scheduled it, but I keep thinking about it. But obviously, our fascia is a lot more important than the medical professionals care to have us believe. Our fascia provides structure and support throughout your entire body. Fascia It plays an important role in, I don't know, your posture, your circulation, your balance, coordination. Been called clumsy much? Your fascia is one of the most common causes of musculoskeletal pain. That deep pain, I'll just say that deep fascia where you're talking about feeling pain. 
That helps our body with sensing its position in space. It affects, and the, you know, the word I'm not going to use because we're going to use kinesthesia. It also affects, get, get, this, this is my biggest one. Our fascia affects our ability on how we feel pain. Do you feel more pain than others? I just ask. Fascia is supposed to be smooth and flexible until it's not. And when it's not, it usually means it's, it's experienced some sort of trauma. I don't know, something like a muscle injury or surgery. When fascia is placed under stress and it tightens up, it causes a pain like no other. And I'm here to tell you that pain you are feeling is real and it is deep. And I have been sitting on a daggone hard ball for the past 45 daggone minutes trying to get the pain out of my left butt cheek. That just seems to be the (laughs) the thing that's haunting me forever is that left butt cheek. Don't know what it is. Trying to see if it's fascia trying to figure out what in the daggone world it is, but I'm here to tell you that pain you are feeling, your fascia is causing it. At least for most of us. I'm not a doctor. I, I, you know, like I said, I played one for the Williamsburg players back in 19, but still. Give it a thought. Just, Just give it one little thought. So before it's too late, and you aren't prepared, and you aren't getting any more invitations to parties. I do think that's more on me, but still, be prepared. Start working on your fascia before it stops working on you. I'm Christy Lynn Hanchy, and I thank you for taking the time to join me this morning, and this afternoon, or whatever time of the day it is for you, on AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.